And there's that theme that um, we've grown to know and love over the three seasons of The Leftovers. Uh, it's been replaced a couple of times as the themes have changed and uh, in a couple of notable ways. It was used, uh, I think it was the opening of Step by Step or Perfect Strangers. They re- they replaced it out with a few other songs. But that song, the main theme of The Leftovers is Iris Dement. Shout out to Iris. I love that song. I loved it before the show. And I thought the use of music in The Leftovers is amazing. Uh, I should know that you probably read this in the description before we get started, Ian and I, talking about The Leftovers and The Americans. Uh, it is just going to be rife with spoilers. So don't ruin your life. Don't don't ruin your own day. Don't kick yourself in the gonads. Don't listen to this unless you want to get shit spoiled. Yeah. So that's the disclaimer. Yeah, so The Leftovers, I have to say, um, this is the way you do it. For me, if you're going to do, if you're going to tell a story that's based on a book and go far afield of it and not to stay too long at the party, I think um, Damon Lindelof and Tom Parada did a hell of a job making this, uh, getting their money's worth for three seasons and then being done and answering questions. And not being too art housey with it, and not being too up its own butt. It's weird. Like, what I was just saying, I, was, I thought it was four seasons, but I guess it was only it three. It like four. It did, because I was trying to think back on what you know, just to recap what happened. Season one was pretty much the book. Yeah, roughly the book. So if you read the book, then it's yeah, you know what that is. But then starting with season two, and then season three, they went completely off onto a new story. Not a new story. But well, they expanded upon it. Continued it. on the story. Yeah, they took it further. And I, I think they did a pretty damn good job of taking it further. Kind of like looking at, uh, not, you know, because in the book we have the guilty remnant and we have sort of an idea of what's going on around the world. But in season two, they they get to show you kind of everybody's response to it by going small, by going to another uh, town outside of Mapleton. Well, it's a completely another part of the country. They go to, to what, Miracle... Texas. Miracle, Texas, yeah. So we go from Mapleton, New York to um, Miracle, Texas, because no, no one departed from Miracle. And you get to see this little microcosm of probably the way the rest of the world kind of lost its mind. They're, you know, the super religious, the explaining where people go, the making these areas sacred and, and all the kind of, they do a little deep dive into philosophy and religion without... I think being too heavy-handed. Um, and I have to say, Carrie Coon went from kind of bugging me in season one to being my favorite in, in season two and three as Nora. and liked her a lot. Yeah, she, her character grew on me. I, I, didn't, I, didn't real, I didn't remember her from season one. Well, because I saw season one. Well, you saw season one when it first came out, right? Yeah. And then I sort of, kind of, sort of watched it, and then I stopped, and then I started again, so I don't... So you don't really have a sense of season one. No. I just remember it being like the book. Yeah. And And we listened to the book on like a long drive up the coast one time, a few summers back, and I remember us being like, oh, this is really cool. It's about the departure. We both like kind of end of the world shit, those kinds of things. Well, I do. You do, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. 
But I don't like it to be, I don't like it to be, okay, wrap it up in a bow, but also don't like it to be pointless. Yeah, and that was what we, we kind of... I felt like it was. At the end of the listening to that, we were just like, eh, a little bit of a womp. It was a little womp, yeah, it was. And, and I like where they took it on the show. And they brought Tom, the author, along for the ride. And I think that was, uh, I don't mean like, said like he didn't do anything. I'm just saying like he, he's part of this experience. Yeah. The author is a part of the experience, which I think is uh, only usually helps to bolster the material unless you're just a fucking whack job. And I wonder, you know, I wonder how much, you know, in the direction that it went in the continuation, I mean, how much he had a say in that. I don't know. As opposed to if it's like, mainly Lindelof's baby. Well, I get a sense that just, I don't know Damon Lindelof. I have no idea. I know he's, uh, he knows what he wants. He knows where to take a story. He's a hell of a storyteller. Um, but I don't get from him that he's some douchey control freak. I don't know. I could be wrong. I feel like Parada was really let in. Like, you know, like Ron Moore lets in uh, Diana Gabaldon on the Outlander on the Outlander series. I mean, it's her baby. Probably more so she has ownership because there's several books there. Tom just has the one. But I feel like, you know, when you have that good symbiosis, we all benefit from it. I didn't, you know, I just feel like this wasn't, it had Lindelof, Lindelof stamp on it. But it also felt like something else. And that well, might I mean, have been it's like... Parada. Not even the other... Uh, there's another creator on the show. Uh, la, la, la. I don't know. I he's don't just, you know, credits, it, he's just executing it. Yeah. Essentially. He's really good at taking things in a good direction. So, um, love this cast. Justin Thoreau, always amazing. Uh, Amy uh, Brenneman, I, I loved her. You know, it's like she it's just surprising to see her pop up in this and be so good because she used to be like network TV mom girl. Um, Doctor Number Nine, Christopher Elkelston uh, as um, Matt. Yeah, I always like seeing him and stuff. I do too. He's so intense and wonderful, and just isn't afraid to like go there. We get to see his, uh, we see his peen like twice in the leftover. So if you're into collecting uh, images of uh, Doctor Who's junk, yeah, Doctor Who peen, his TARDIS, if you will. You can check that out. I think that happens in, in uh, season two. I'm sure somebody's got like a gif of it. It's pretty sizable. So congratulations, Mr. Eccleson. Uh, Liv Tyler. Who would have thought? Liv is good in this, you know. She she doesn't just, you know, play elves. Um, Carrie Coon, of course, we've talked about. And Ann Dowd, my God, is Patty Levin. She's she's just been a bomb. Yeah, All three she seasons. Was really good. She's been great. She's um, You'll see her in a lot of things. Uh, she's been in The Handmaid's Tale, playing one of the aunts, Aunt Lydia. She's in this uh, series as Patty Levin. She's like um, TV's Margot Martindale. She's, uh, she's just really talented in anything she's in. She just elevates. She brings it. And then, of course, my bomb, bomb lady love. I love Regina King. Um, just in, in all that she does. I love her voiceover work in the boondocks. I love her performances and stuff like American crime. She doesn't let this down at all. I didn't have enough of her in season three. She was only, it was only season two, right? I think really when they moved to miracle. Yeah. We have her for the majority of season two. And then we have her in, um, a really great episode of season three where, uh, Carrie's character, Nora goes to see her after she gets the Wu Tang, um, 
tattoo. Oh, that's right. The Wu-Tang band. Yeah, and they go out in the bathroom. Uh, the bathroom. They go in the backyard and they bounce on... Um, the trampoline. The trampoline. That's the only scene. I love the way that was shot. I love the way it was lit. I yeah. loved how they used the song. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in the series. Besides, um, and then the episode in the series for me was International Assassin. Probably, again, I, I watched it again. I'm going to, I'm not going to, this is not hyperbole. I believe that International Assassin is probably one, probably top 20 episodes, best episodes on television so far. In the whole world? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, American television, I don't watch it anywhere else, but watch like one day I'll move to Sweden and go, every episode is amazing. American TV is shit. That's probably not true. Um, no no offense, but you know, we kind of do this better than anything else. We're really shit at um, electing presidents and um, that kind of thing and keeping our cops from shooting innocent um black people in the streets but we're really good at making television we're, we do that well and i feel like we do artisanal bullshit really well and well we're good at faking ourselves out that we're making good things i think americans do uh things well we'll get to americans uh later that show um yeah i like uh, the direction on the leftovers it was really it was really um i mean it was like it was kind of like a, a really bizarre story. Yeah. It was just this weird. How many did you say? 141 million people disappear from the earth. Yeah, like 2%, 140 million. Yeah, and so people are like, oh, this is the rapture. Well, yeah. as Matt starts investigating, we get to know from Nora's um, uh, minister brother that a lot of these people that he knew that have departed in Mapleton were douchebags. So yeah. they're not seeing this as a religious rapture. But it certainly is supernatural on some level. Um, but is it divinity? Is it, you know, the world's cruel joke? So that's kind of where we start with everybody reeling from that. You know, people losing their faith, people finding their faith. You know, the guilty remnant pops up, this cult that's like, basically like, fuck it. You know, don't forget this is some sort yeah. of, you know, they're they're the harbinger of the, the end is near and they all chant smoke and wear white and, and eat a lot talk. of oatmeal and don't talk. Uh, it's a pretty funny cult. I thought it was a really unusual cult. I liked it. Um, but yeah, what I, you know, Lindelof said he was never uh, going to reveal where the departed went. And I, I liked that he kept that ruse up for the longest time. So we do find out in the series finale where everyone went uh, because these scientists, oh, this is what they do well. I think the Danish or the Swedish or some smarty pants European people um, develop a machine that just bombards you with uh, like radiation particles. And sends you to this other plane. And sends you to where they went. They kind of figure out, they figured out the science of where this went, and, you know, where, where everyone went. And she goes there. She actually goes there and she sees her kids. Yeah. And she sees them older as the years have passed, you know, seven years older. And her husband's remarried. And But her husband didn't disappear. Did her husband disappear? Yeah, the oh, whole, the, her whole family. Did. Yeah, that's, that's how right. she kind of made the papers in Mapleton is because right. Nora she lost the, her entire family. She was the only one who lost her entire left. family. Yeah. yeah. So she sees them and she sees that after all this time, that's not the place for her. That this is where her new family is going to be. Now, I don't know what ultimately... Lindelof and uh, Paradis are saying here. Um, are you cool with that, though? I mean, like... That they just went somewhere else? 
But they went somewhere else, and then she went to follow, and she didn't like. She she was like, "Oh, it's not it." So she got sent back. No, she sent herself back. She, she found the scientist. She found the scientist the and had her and had him send her back. Right. And then she just goes and lives in, in Australia, Australia, and flies doves around. I mean, it's a pretty. I guess she she looks pretty depressed. You know, she's not keeping herself up. She's uh, she's ironically providing doves, white doves. You know. That went and found land after the alleged Ark situation. Because, you know, oh, again, I want to mention Scott Glenn backing up. Scott Glenn is amazing in, in season three. Um, we kind of think he's a messiah of sorts as well. And he goes to find all of these songs that will stop the coming flood that's going to happen seven years after the departed. So you got that going on. And Kevin has to die several times because we, you know. Kevin, for a time at least, was immortal, was some sort of Jesus-type figure, some yeah. sort of tool that was going to stave off the destruction of the world. I mean, I felt like that was true. And then they, and then now she's got the she's in Australia with the dove situation. I, what I feel like the show is doing about all of this is saying these things are real. The departed happened. That's undeniable. This is where they went. She knows probably the only person on maybe the planet where they went. She's the only one who's ever come back from that place too. Right. And then Kevin has died several times and has come back from that in-between world because he's seen some of the departed there as well as actual just dead people. He saw some of the departed people? Yeah. Remember he- the, the Australian woman's children? She, her husband and all of her seven children leave – are departed. That's right. Oh, wait, I mean, maybe wait, not. No. No, they die. That's what it is. Yeah. Her husband departed, and she was away somewhere? Remember? remember yeah, they when, died. He goes, the first time he goes over, he goes to the hotel. Yeah. And then the girl who, in the pool. Yeah. And then Patty. And the dad. That was her husband. That was her, yeah. The, the, yeah, it was her husband. Yeah. He died, right? I would assume so. Yeah. He was a, he was the one who liked to have people take a shit on his chest. That's right? right. That was it. And then he meets and then he ends up killing him in the in the hotel. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. So now take it back. So the her kids, the Australian lady's children are not they're dead. So you're when in this world is where you've died and you're in between worlds. No, the Australian you know, you're right. No, you're right. The Australian lady, her kids departed because remember they met Kevin and they didn't have the shoes on. But I thought that they. Yeah, we was... gotta, we got to look this up. I think we're. I know. I think no. Um, they wandered away from yeah. the house and they all died of starvation. They didn't depart. But they didn't have shoes on. And but they were in that. What I'm okay, saying. Yeah, is, yeah. They, they, this they, in between yeah. place is not for the departed. It's for the dead. So we know that you know. Even though, um, what's his head? Oh, who's the cool guy? He used to be angry and violent, and then he he sort of he's married to Laurie. Oh, it's um. Uh, you gotta look this up. Not prepared. John Murphy, uh, uh, Kevin Carroll. Yeah, so John, um, is looking for Evie, and there's something around Evie. I think that was a bit squirrely, where, um, Kevin thinks he sees her. In, in, uh, Australia. in Australia, and it's not her. Yeah, 
And John's convinced that she isn't actually dead. But when he goes to this in-between place, there she is. So she's dead. She's, yeah. So she's gone. Along with um, Liv Tyler's character. Yeah, she's there too. Patty's stuck there. Patty's, yeah, because he... Well, well, Patty hung out to help him. So that scene where she's like the Secretary of Defense. Yeah. And he's the president and the doppelganger. Really nutty, awesome episodes toward the end. I feel like Lindelof is getting to do what he couldn't do on Lost. Like, he doesn't have a network who's going, Lost is a great show. Let's keep it on the air way too yeah. longer. And I think he's he certainly is an expert at this. I think now it's like, it will end when it needs to end. And if that's three seasons, so be it. Yeah, it didn't have, it didn't have a chance to get railroaded. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what what anyone's taste out there is, but for me, watching something just hang around after it's had its heyday is just, it's fucking sad. Um, as And it's as frustrating as watching something leave too soon. Deadwood, you know, and Twin Peaks. Well, didn't Deadwood, like, it was, how many seasons was Deadwood? Two? It was like two and a half or something. It was very truncated. Yeah. I mean, literally... It's like scratch the record. We're in the middle of a conversation. It feels like, you know how like Twin Peaks ended. We just got through watching um, the original first two seasons. It's like, I remember being it, it airing at the time and being so pissed off. A, a lot of us were. We were like, what the fuck was that? Did you guys know it wasn't coming back? No, I had you no idea. You thought there was going to be a third season. We all thought it was going to be a season. Well, we'll answer this. And I think you did too, because that's the way it ended. I think you thought, I'll come back. They're like... Nope. So 26 years later. Yeah. And it's perfect timing because of the Red Room. But we're not going to talk about, we're going to talk about um, Twin Peaks when we're caught up. So. so. Um, but the leftovers, I, the first season was, eh, I was just sort of watching it in the background because I'd be doing something else. I'm like, this is not a terrible series. I like these characters okay. Um, I just wasn't nailed to it. Season two, I was like, oh, okay. So I found myself just going, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then season three, I was right there with it. It got really good. So I enjoyed it. There's not a whole lot I wanted to say about it, except for the fact that that series finale was very emotional. It was very satisfying on the second watch. On the first watch, I was a little frustrated, I have to say. Uh, the, yeah. You were, you were fine with it. You actually said you liked it, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I kind of liked it because I, I thought it was like, I, I, I liked it, but then the next day I, I didn't. <laughs> so we had opposite reactions because yeah. I think the first time, well, when I have wine or something and I watch something, it depends. Like it'll hit me all strange. Like my first reaction to something is, is normally not, um, positive or it gets too sappy emotional it's like so you can't i can't drink and watch yeah so that a first opinion under any influence is like bullshit and sometimes just sober watching something the first time out i can't really trust my reaction because i'm just you know one of those super sensitive people who just like gets all emotional about something and then i calm down on the second watch and go okay what is this time to digest it and you yeah know. so i watched um the series finale again last night, and I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I missed seeing 
John, I think, and, and again, the poor kids, um, Lori's children, Lori and Kevin's children, they kind of got the, those actors got the bum rush. I think they're literally in two episodes, maybe. The girl's in it for a blink, and the son is in it for, he gets a good, you know, shootout scene with his dad. But I feel like, I mean, I get it. You've only got so many episodes to get something done, and you can't give everybody a stage. And, you know, when you do that, sometimes that's frustrating. Not everybody yeah. needs a voice. It, it, it gets too watered down. They This one, they really sort of honed in on... They did. ...how to, you know, to finish this thing with, you know, it very... It's like everybody pinpoint. peeled away. As yeah. we were getting toward the end, everybody peeled away. We jump in time, and we're just sitting here with Nora and Kevin. Yeah. Um literally in the world just sitting with them as we pull back for that master shot and they're in her place in Australia and you're like this is just coming down to these human relationships and and sometimes all we have is each other and there's something in there about second chances and there's something there's a lot of things in there that I just don't ever like to try to be that person that goes this is what this show is about even if the creators tell you what the show is about I tend to just be like eh you know, it's like music. It's like, I think you should bring whatever interpretation to it that you want. Right? Yeah. I mean, and now thinking, you know, think it just being removed even more days from the watching it. I, I like the story. I like how it ended. Mm. I thought it was, you know, it was, it was just, it was really a really bizarre story, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't like it, it, there was no motive motivation for any of the weirdness in the story i can also see <laughs> and it's because you and i you know i don't uh i don't believe the way uh people do uh, a lot of people do so for me i wasn't disturbed by the fact that this was a non-religious i mean or god just took people and put them in another place another plane you can see it that way um possibly this is uh your what a purgatory of some sort. They're living in the crappy purgatory, our our main characters, and the departed. Maybe they were sent somewhere else to have better lives. Who knows? There's a lot of interpretations to it. I haven't read if anyone's like offended by this not having a religious message. Well, but I would had, assume that you're not going to watch a show like this in the first place. Yeah. I mean, it really had nothing to do with, with God. And every every person who sort of believed in God, they're, you know, like Matt, their belief system was tested and changed and forced to to alter and modify itself. I don't know. I don't think Matt ever wavers. I don't see him becoming an unbeliever at all. I think he Well I he's think not he, he's not becoming no, an unbeliever, he, he but he's he's being challenged about some of the things that he takes for Oh of course all the granted. entire way, but but Matt is I think he stays right on course. I think he doubles yeah. down and triples down. Yeah, but he does have he does have an, an evolution of he's not like your prototypical religious nut who is not going to budge from any. Well, this is what I like know. about it. Again, it's like anything. One, I'm glad you brought that up. It's one of those things that I really enjoyed about the show is that <laughs> you know you had like the Buseyites uh, who believe in Busey and the guy up on the post who supposedly departed but just really had a heart attack and fell over. You have all these different interpretations, right? And the guilty remnant and everybody's just hardcore. But Matt is in the middle of this and he's just, 
He's like a lot of people that I used to know as Christians. Before Christianity got hijacked by these really extreme kind of interpretations of it, you could say fuck and you could be a regular person and just be regular walk around normal. And there are people like this in the world still. You just don't see it depicted that way on television so much. It's gotten so that you can't have a regular ass Christian on TV. He's got to be like some sort of super nut job person or super evil, you know. So I like I like that Matt feels very real to me, and um, he is a faithful person. He totally believes what he believes, and he uh, he doesn't waver from it. So he's Matt was one of my favorite characters, and the fact that he stayed true blue, and the fact that you know he was there with Nora not fighting her about where she was going, accepting what it is, uh, accepting it, you know, and being terrified and also dying in the middle of it. So I I find him to be the most compelling and brave character um, in the show. But I think everyone was likable. There was no throwaway character for me in this. No, I'm trying to think. I can't think of any. There were so many great performances. Um, in season two, you had John's father, um, who was on X-Files. I don't have the actor's name at the tip of my tongue, but I always loved him as, uh, I think he became the new Deep Throat, the Mr. X on X-Files. Uh, he was great as the father who's redeeming himself, who becomes the spiritual guide in the hotel. That was really great. So, so much about it. I'm not going to natter on and on. So, Leftovers, really good if you good haven't series. seen it. Only three seasons. Only three seasons. Uh, easily, easy to consume. It's kind of weird. You have to you have to get past those two episodes of season one, and then you're kind of, you're sailing along. It's good. It's going to be good. So, cue up this theme. Yeah, that strange, random American's theme. Is that like a, what is that, a Zephyr? I don't know my instruments. Which is that the the stringy part we just heard? I don't know. I don't know what the hell that is, uh, but I like it. It's uh, I'm sure it's Russian. I'm sure I should look up like the, the all, there's probably a whole thing on the theme song of the Americans that we should look up. But I'm not going to. Uh, I didn't know what to think about the series. I think it was out for what? It was out for a couple of seasons before you and I even went near it. Yeah, and then we just started it. I'll be. And then we, then, I'll be honest. I the reason I did not watch it is because I saw Carrie Russell on the billboards, and I so judged her. Uh, I did not want to watch Felicity and whatever this thing was going to be, so I didn't go near it. And I didn't. I didn't know who the dude was. Never saw Matthew Reese before my life. Yeah, never. Trevor saying is his name. Yeah, I think it's Matthew Reese. So I was like, eh, I don't know. And then uh, I think we started watching it when it was in its third season. Yeah, and we had enough to to just sit and binge at least, what, two seasons? Yeah. And so we got, we got hooked on it. We did. But I got to tell you, the way not to watch this show is with the commercials on FX. What is it's like four commercials. Yeah. You get like a minute, two minutes of content. If you're lucky. It's the four same damn commercials. Oh, God. You know, and I'm not going to go to Sonic and get your concrete shake or whatever you're calling it, dude. I'm. It makes me not want to. That kind of forced 
down your throat advertising makes me just remember your product and that I don't want to buy it. It has never motivated me to go, I need to go to Sonic. Uh, but if Sonic would like to um, sponsor this podcast, we'd love to have you. And we can talk about your concrete shapes and how delicious they are. And we'll only say it once. <laughs> well, if they pay us to say it 20 times, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I mean, I get it. It's money. Money makes the world go around. But when you're trying to consume content, absorb it, and take it in to talk about it later, I think, I don't know if that was my problem in this last season, season five, or if um, I feel like season five, we got through a bunch of crazy stuff. I think season one was kind of slow. Season two started ramping up. Season three got really, really crazy balls. Season four, crazy balls. Lots of stuff happens. And I feel like in season five, the 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 crazy shits happen, you know. The big the big sex has happened, and now we're just smoking a cigarette, just hanging out, yeah, setting this, things up. This last season, and we thought it was going to build up to something, and we're still building. And it just, I mean, yeah, like the biggest thing was that was the uh, the suicide attempt. Yeah, you know, with Tuan. And, and yeah, and it was I, well, just like, eh. Well, I was talking about what there is to like. I like uh, Tuan. I really enjoy that actor. He's great. Um, who plays him? Let's see if we can look him up. Tuan. Can I just find Tuan? Um. <laughs> there's, there's no way. It's not a bad way to look things up. Tuan the Americans gonna do it that way. Um, let me find him. T U A N. I know it's T U A N. I'm just trying to get the actor's name. Oh, shit. Anyway. So we, like, we get to season five. And, you know, Oleg is gone back to Russia. We see a glimpse of Martha in a really sad-ass grocery store. And uh, there's interesting things going on. You know, there's they're growing the wheat, and we think they're doing bad things to the wheat, but they're actually doing good things to the wheat. It's not it's not as action packed as it has been in the past seasons. No, it hasn't. So, it's they're either building up for something, or they just didn't know what to do, or Ivan Mock. I hope I'm saying your name correctly, Ivan. Ivan Mock or Moak. Um, he's really good. He was. He's been in hardly nothing. He's been in. A, he's been in hardly nothing. He's been in a short. He's been in a TV movie called Team League Squad. He was in Rush Hour as Young Lee, and uh, the American seems to be like the thing that he's been in. I See, like that's, him. That's the way to do it. He's I mean, awesome. It's like you, you're in a few things, and then all of a sudden you're on a network series. He's awesome. So Ivan, I hope you work a lot. He was really compelling. So, I mean, I'm not, it's like a lot of stuff happened, but the, we were so spread out all over the place in season five. And okay, if if all season five does is it's setting us up for just a, a thrill ride into season six, totally forgivable. Yeah. Um, well, another good thing is we didn't have to put up with um, um, Pastor Tim. Oh, God. That, that whole thing. There wasn't like that whole. No offense. Ugh. No offense. It's really funny. Um, Pastor fucking Tam, man. Why does he bug me so much? And, Why? The, and the daughter, too. 
yeah. Paige. I mean, that whole that whole. I'm starting to like Paige more. Though. Yeah, that, now that's she's... The, I was going to say that's my, that was my big news in season five. Is hey, I finally like Paige. Yeah, Paige is not a sucker anymore. Well, she's like losing her religion, and she's learning to toughen up, and she's not just giving us that fucking face. Yeah, you know that little. White suburban girl face looks like, you know, a little smashed up butt mushroom. Just want to go smack her. So, you know, because you got this mother, you got a mother who is just like a cold blooded killer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love the Russian actors on this show as well. Um, I like uh, Costa Ronan. He plays Oleg. Uh, I do think he, when he scrapes his eyelid over his eye, Oh, he does the half and he, blank. He sighs a lot. Yeah, a lot of sighing. There's a lot of sighing with that guy. <laughs> but it's just you know, I, I I I love the cast. Frank Langella. Um, there's really never a weak link on this show, but I just felt like set up, set up, set up, set up, set up. So I was like, yeah, bleh. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of exciting moments, like when when they're in that. Uh, Somewhere in the Midwest, in, in the uh, in the lab, and they have to crack that guy's back. Oh, that was oh. But see, and, and then that's the, the guy thing turned is, out to be a good yeah, guy. That's the thing is like oh. they had in in past seasons they were like episodes, multiple episodes of of crazy things going on. Yeah. So that's well, why it felt so slow this this season. I think they're trying to also establish that uh, you know we we've lost Gabriel, so Philip and Elizabeth have sort of lost their center. Uh, he was a, a, a core part for them, and they're not into Claudia at all. TV's Martin Mar- Margot Martindale. Uh, I love her; she's amazing, and she's just cold, and she's kind of an asshole, and they just don't like her. They've never liked her. So they're and she's uh, they're talking about silly talk of wanting to go back home. Yeah, uh, which is crazy because Henry wants to go to his prep school. I can see him as being the next Reagan. Um. He's going to be some sort of like do gutter working for the American government. I just feel that coming off of him in waves. Um, and then you know, Paige is as much as she's like starting to understand her parents' homeland and understanding that there's two sides to this this story with the Russia American thing. Oh, and I and just don't see her like up and in, you know going, "Hey, I'm going to go to Moscow, y'all." One other. I guess we're sort she of overlooking go. it is the whole Stan Beeman thing. Yeah. With his new lady and is she a plant? You mean Andrea? Yeah, Andrea. The Walking Dead's the Andrea Walking Dead, has yeah. made her way to yeah. DC. There is no damn way. I mean, I feel I their instinct, uh Philip and Elizabeth's instinct about the new girlfriend is I think they're right on the money. They have good yeah. instincts. You know. So, I think she's a I think she's a plant. I think she's one of them. But let's get back to Pastor Tam. The the really good news about this, and it's nothing against Kelly Coyne, or however you say his name. I'm sure it's not that. But there's nothing against uh, Kelly. I I like him. I've liked him in other roles. I just, oh, the character just gets on my yeah. nerves. But he's okay. He was in Billy. He was in the Wizard of Lies. He's in Billions. He's in House of Cards. He's working. He's doing a good. He's he's good. He was in all, our favorite um, series, Turn, Washington Spies. No one knows what that means, but we do. Um, it's like as inside as confefe. 
Well, no, I don't think that's inside anymore. I think that's just a international joke. Well, no, I mean like inside for you know, like what Spicer said. Well, there's a few people. It's our code, man. Who know what this means? It's our caca. Um, retard. I don't know. I wonder if what it's. It's anybody ever looked at the keyboard on his BlackBerry to see what that QWERTY? What was he trying to say? But yeah, uh, the American. I don't know if there's a um, an end game for this. I feel like we're headed to towards something. Maybe they wrap this in season six, season seven. I'm not sure, but I feel like it. It's kind of winding down. I mean, usually by season five, you're done. And I and that's the weird thing about this season five. Didn't feel like. I don't feel like we're over it. I feel like just a bunch of setup happened, and we're also talking about the divide between Philip and the center. Um, and you've got these teasers. You've got his son, that he his grown son coming to America and then being sent away by Gabe. You've got a glimpse of Martha who's getting to adopt someone, maybe the little child, and you're a glimpse of what Oleg's going through, and a glimpse of stand, glimpses. So you never got any real traction. Um, so that's what I'm hoping will go down. But but again, I keep cutting myself off to make this point. My favorite thing about this season is that the Americans, the center, arranged for Pastor Tim to get his ass sent down to Central America. Yeah. And off of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, do you need a whole do you need a whole season to set up for the next season? I don't know. I mean, if you got a lot if you're gonna go out with a bang and you're gonna go out with, you know, some important points, why not, right? Well, I mean No? I guess, but I mean, the, the history has already been written. I don't, you can't, they have to follow, you can't go out with too big of a bang. <laughs> Reagan is shot. Reagan is shot and, and Gorbachev and takes and, over the world. Uh, yeah, that would be funny. They just went some crazy direction. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I think it'd be interesting if they um, had them eventually go back to Russia. Um. Uh, I don't think I would hate seeing that. I don't know. I wouldn't want to see that because, I mean, they they go back to Russia and the kids don't want to be there. And now we have these just American kids not happy in Russia. Fish out of water. I, was like, yeah, I, don't, eh, know. I don't know. Fish out of vodka. Oh, see what I did there? Oh, yes. They should never get me a job on this show. Spitballing. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't. I'm sure there's a grand plan. Again, I did not read any articles in preparation to go. This is the plan. Um, but just uh, usually with these things, I just like to, this is my opinion of the show. And, and so far it's one of those things that I kind of forget that the show exists and then the season comes around and we wait for a few to pile up so we can watch them. Um, but I felt like this, I would have loved to have just sat and I'll, maybe I will do it is we'll, we'll wait for it to get out on like Amazon or one of our other things where we can just see it without the commercials and then I can take it in again. Um, because there were really great scenes in this. There were some great moments, yeah. and there's some there were some endings. Like he ends the relationship with Kimmy. He's going to Japan. You know that's that's end ending. But also or, big news or is not or because, not because there's big news there. Kimmy's dad just got made head honcho of the whole the whole like Russian department of yeah, whatever they're the whole yeah, yeah. the whole, the Russian mart. So yeah. shit, they got to sit on top of that. Who knows? Um, yeah, I don't think they're going back. I mean, at the end, you know. She said, we can't, I mean, you know, you ha- we have to stay. There's all this shit happening. Yeah. But then she's like, 
you know, telling Philip that, you know, I'll do it and you don't have to do this anymore because she doesn't like seeing what it does to him. But he's not going to stop. He's not going to let his wife go and, and, you know, do all these crazy, yeah, dangerous missions I without mean, being with her. The the overall story for the Americans uh, has been, at least in my mind, is that this is a love story. That Philip and Elizabeth were strangers. They were put together. They were told to go and serve their country, to become immersed, become Americans, and have a family and come off like the, you know, the all-American family living in D.C., whose neighbor just happens to be an FBI agent. Yeah. That's the twist that I always have a hard time with. But anyway, I mean, it's, it it makes sense you're in D.C. I've lived there. Yeah, my next-door neighbor was the vice president. So in that way, it is highly feasible. It's, it's a little too convenient for me. But anyway, I, I do see this as a love story. And what we, what big moment that we got in Season 5 is that Philip arranges with an Orthodox uh, priest from Russia to marry them in, you know, an undisclosed location in the middle of nowhere uh, and says to them, you know, you'll have to file your papers when you go back, but, you know, you're at least God married in the church, which is strange because they're atheists. So that was an interesting move, I thought, that it was a, a declaration of love. I think they've finally fallen for each other. We saw that kind of coming to bear in season four, jealousy and all that kind of stuff. So that's a that's a good thing. I'm, and this this is where we're coming to. We're coming together and we're falling apart and there's higher stakes. But wow. And again, I don't know if we just got hammered by way too many fucking commercials to take in what it was supposed to be. But I felt like it was chugging along. Yeah, it did feel that way. It felt a little clunky. Clunky. Or, well, not, not like... You know, it things didn't make sense or had, you know, just, you know, I, the only thing I can think of now is like scenes from um, Twin Peaks where they're just like somebody's doing something and it makes absolutely no sense. No, I don't feel like that's what happened. I don't feel. No, I don't feel that this, what happened here. This I is just, not filler. There's no filler content. No, there's when no filler. When we see something, just, I think that later on it's going to have a purpose yeah, and meaning. Maybe that's what it is. I just, you know. Yeah, we can't see it yet. Yeah, because it didn't happen. Because the 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 series got started with a bang. Like they're going to like uh, to to cut a piece out of their their comrade's body, yeah. the guy who had you know died of the crazy disease. And that, then yeah, and they know. weaponized this hemorrhagic fever. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. So I thought it was gonna see. I thought it was gonna We're be gonna get like more that. of the same. Like yeah. season uh, four. Like it was gonna match its opening theme. But it's like Twan turning the lights off in the house. Yeah. You know, eating, you know, McDonald's and chicken nuggets. It's like... <laughs> going to IHOP. Yeah. Taking buses. It's like it got... It was like, oh, this is going to be... This is like spy shit now. And then it's like... <laughs> he just went to the IHOP and then you know, he came home. But real spies will tell you that the majority of the work is just boring as hell. I know, but this is television. <laughs> this is not real spy shit. You don't shit. want to see Stan just sitting in a car oh. for like five hours. And listening to Oleg... <sighs> <laughs> mouth breathe over his microphone all the time <laughs> but but not for nothing though there are some things that happen we learned that oleg's mother was in a concentration camp we 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 really you know we see that he's done all this stuff for his his country and he goes back to russia and they don't appreciate who he is and they're undermining him and um he's struggling to do the right thing back there and the theme i think of season five is there is no good side 
Well, um, no, I mean, he because, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he can be executed for what he did when he was absolutely with, uh, you know, with Stan Beeman. And Stan is also, you know, probably going to be let go or demoted because he won't give up, you know, his friend because yeah. they bonded over this woman and, and they saw it. They saw this whole thing for what it is that it's bullshit on either side of the fence. And they tried to get that, you know, they knew that there was this, this crazy, um, chemical, um, weapon that was trying to be manufactured and they did not want that to come out. Yeah. Well, I, I do, I do know that, uh, season six is probably going to be influenced by, the current American presidency. Uh, I mean, there's the Russian factor. I mean, how can you not speak to that on some level, even though we are in a period piece and even though we are in the past, we're not, we're not in the, we're not 40 years ago. So I think uh, I've just sort of gotten the impression that the creators may. I mean, if they're going to, they'd have to get really, really creative to be able to, it's not like a Mr. Robot type of thing where... No, 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 no. Yeah, Mr. Robot, they basically just need to just print out, I mean, yeah. you know, newspapers and you're you're good, <laughs> you know. Uh, Joseph Weisberg is the uh, the creator of The Americans. I think he's done a hell of a job. That writing room does a hell of a job. Um, it's a good series. Catch it's, up if you it's can. It's a good series. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, what else is on FX that's really good? I like Baskets. You haven't seen Baskets. I haven't seen Baskets. It's weird. I, th- I liked season two better than I liked season one. Season one bugged me and I almost couldn't get through it. Season two is really good. Fargo's on FX. Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about that. When Carrie Coon left, um, when The Leftovers wrapped, she stepped right onto Fargo. Um, she's great she's in that one. She's wonderful in that, in that cast in general. Although, and we'll talk about Fargo when it wraps eh, this season. You haven't seen seasons one and two? No, I just spot watched it. Um. I think they were stronger. But again, this is not over yet, so we don't know. Okay, so I uh, don't want to drag on and on and on about this. I do uh, I think those are two good shows, The Americans and The Leftovers. One is done and ready for you to uh, absorb if you have HBO. It's I'm all sure out it'll, be out HBO like, uh, it'll be out on Netflix in a couple like, years. <laughs> year and a half. You can see it then. Let us know what you think. Somebody's like rolling up like three years later. Man, let me just tell you, I'm very passionate about this thing that aired three years ago. That, would, that was me at one point. I was just, just, you'll get an email three years. Yeah. <laughs> get a letter. You know that episode you guys were talking about? The le- I finally saw it. Damn it. Um, right. That's it. So uh, have a good week. Hope you guys are out there enjoying uh, the things that you're watching and, and, and absorbing. I don't know if I have any recommendations. I'm same things I listen to on podcasts. I'm still this American Life always stays good. Um, I love Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, Night Vale, Modern Love. I went back to listen to Modern Love. It's kooky. I like it. Revisiting the Moth, um, Two Dope Girls. Uh, is it Dope Black Girls? Dope chicks. I will. I don't know. Um, now I got to go find it. I got to find the podcast that I listen to all the time. Uh, two Dope Queens? Yes. And then um, what else? I don't know. 
Twin Peaks. We're going to watch it. It's really yeah. strange. Ian has watching you watch Twin Peaks has been the thing that's coming up. Um, take that in if you can. It's just uh, season two. It's twenty-two episodes. Twenty-two so. episodes. That's what they used to do. That's what they still do in some cases on the on the networks, as it were. We don't watch enough network television to know what that's like. Um, let's see. Game of Thrones is coming back. Oh my God! We keep talking about it. It's going to come up in July. So Next excited! Month. American Gods again. American Gods. We're going to get to that one. There's so much I want to say about American Gods. But I want to let it play out because we read the book and now we're watching the series. I want to maybe listen to the book again before we do a show on it. Um, so that's it. Have a good week. Uh, don't drink and drive. Yeah, don't do that. It's not don't, worth it. Don't be an asshole if you can help it. And uh, I don't know. Floss. I don't. But you should. Drink lots of water. Yeah. Unless you drink too much water and you pee all night long like I do. And I dream about like being on boats and peeing. So, all right. We'll see you.